Peckham World Weekly is brought to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. Be sure to click on their banner on this page or visit openmortgage.com forward slash join hyphen us. Should I sell my home and rent or get a reverse mortgage? Here's why the U.S. housing market is much, much weaker than it appears. And Social Security recipients? they can see a massive 11% pay raise next year. These are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of July 11th. You're listening to Heckam World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for you, the reverse mortgage professional. One Canadian Money Sense reader writes, I'm an 82-year-old widowed woman and my savings are depleting fast. I feel privileged as I have the luxury of owning my own two-bedroom, one-bath condominium. I have two options to sell and rent a one-bedroom apartment, probably beginning at $2,000 a month or staying in my home, and getting a reverse mortgage. Do you recommend a reverse mortgage in spite of high interest? I wouldn't be eligible for a HELOC as I have no income other than my pension and what I take out of my retirement income fund. Now, most people recoil at the idea of reverse mortgages. I've been searching for independent advice on the subject, but most advisors have invested interest in selling me instead something else. The bank, mortgage brokers, etc., writes 82-year-old Lori. And the columnist in Money Sense replies, retirees may consider a reverse mortgage, but I'm sorry to hear you're struggling with your decision. I can imagine it's stressful. As an 82-year-old woman, you have a 50% probability of living another 10 years. So I think you need to consider the lifestyle and financial implications well into your 90s. Now, selling and renting a home as a senior, if you sell your home, you're going to pay a commission to the real estate agent, which can total 5% or more of your home value. Then you have legal fees, moving costs, as well as the inconvenience of having to find a new home and then pack and move. Say your condo is worth $500,000, a 5% real estate plus commission plus tax would be about $28,000. Legal fees and moving expenses could push your all-in selling cost above $30,000, but then you'll have plenty of money in the bank that you could invest the proceeds and stop worrying about your cash flow. The columnist then goes on to explain the ongoing incremental cost of a reverse mortgage, but this entire letter to this financial columnist really brings to mind the challenges that older Americans and seniors are having, not just our Canadian brothers and sisters to the north. If one does sell their home, how long will that money last? And now they're exposed to also increasing rents or rent inflation, which we have seen dramatically increase across the United States in just the last two years. The U.S. housing market is not only challenged and pressured, but it is much weaker than it appears. This according to a recent column in Market Watch by Steve Goldstein. He says this housing market on its face isn't built on the same creaky foundations of the subprime crisis. Consider these statistics from Fannie Mae, the U.S. government-backed buyer of home mortgages. The weighted average FICO score in the first quarter of a single-family home was a stellar 748. The origination loan-to-value was 71% and there was just 4% of homes with a loan-to-value above 95%. And then there are those borrowers that have a high debt-to-income ratio. Presently, only 29% of borrowers have a debt-to-income ratio above 43%, and that's typically the threshold where a lender becomes 
a little skittish and nervous to see the homeowner is perhaps over leveraged. So we're not seeing a period like the one that led to the 2007 and 8 financial crisis, writes Steve Goldstein, in which many home loans were underpinned by no income, no job, no assets, what we used to lovingly call ninja loans. Now, that said, home prices have surged and the aforementioned data may not properly factor in that surge in home values outside of the comforting fact that we have more financially secure and underwritten borrowers than we did in 2007 and eight before we had the housing crisis. But that said, there is some concern about home values and where they stand today. In fact, one anonymous blogger who is called Sold at the Top went through home prices in Boston and they calculated home values as if they had continued on the trend from the eight years before 2019. And what they found is if prices reverted to a more normal trend in home appreciation, then the average LTV or loan to value on jumbo loans for higher valued properties would only be 70% loan to value versus the 92% that we see today. And that is a cause for concern because we could see that they are over leveraged. Now the loophole and lending standards for that cycle appears to have been that home appraisals were unable to accurately account for the outlandish price appreciation in a given market occurring in that particular time period, or they were simply roundly ignored given the fact that borrowers came to the table with 20 to 30% down payments and had good credit histories, writes the author. I suspect in my small sample is a clear demonstration of something important about the housing market dynamics in the cycle, namely that there is real yet to be fully realized systemic risk coming from prime lending markets, especially the performance of privately funded jumbo loans, writes the blogger. Now, of course, that's an anonymous blogger. It's going to be hard to validate it, but he does bring up some interesting points because home prices have been overvalued across the United States. And when it comes to jumbo loans, that surge in LTVs is certainly concerning. Next year, Social Security recipients could be getting a massive pay raise. In fact, up to an 11% cost of living adjustment. That according to a recent column in money.com. In 2023, Social Security Cost of Living Adjustment, or COLA, could be 10.8% if inflation continues at its present pace. That according to a new prediction from the Nonprofit Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget. Each year in October, the Social Security Administration announces the following year's COLA, or Cost of Living Adjustment, based on inflation trends. And since inflation has been lingering near a four-decade high, beneficiaries are expected to get their biggest pay raise in four decades as well. At 10.8%, the cost of living adjustment would be the highest in 42 years. The cost of living adjustment in 2022 is 5.9%, which was also another historic high. Currently, the average monthly Social Security benefit is $1,540, according to the latest figures from the Social Security Administration. But not to be overlooked are these two facts. One, the annual rate of inflation for seniors may be much higher depending on their spending patterns, and especially since most of their inflation is not only just food, but energy and gasoline. Second, some of that cost of living adjustment, in fact, much of it can be eroded by increases in Medicare insurance premiums. So the cost of living adjustment may be on one side, but the seniors will see much less of it thanks to an increase in their premiums, 
which will lead many needing a new source of cash flow, perhaps a reverse mortgage. And that concludes another episode of Heckam World Weekly. If you are an Apple user, you can listen and subscribe on iTunes. Also, if you are not there already, be sure to go to heckamworld.com, H-E-C-M world.com. There you can find our latest breaking video commentary analysis and our monthly top 100 retail Heckam lenders report. Thanks again for joining us and be sure to return next week for more reverse mortgage news, commentary, and analysis and the nation's only free reverse mortgage weekly podcast. Have a great week.